Hello. Welcome to our haunted home. Hello. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Gracie. And we're your spooky neighbors. Today, we are talking about some satanic shit in pure Michigan. I'm here for it. That happened in Sparta, Michigan. Oh, Spartatucky. Yeah, Spartatucky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so for listeners who are outside of Michigan or even outside of Grand Rapids, whatever the case is, you're here and welcome. So Sparta is kind of like the... um, How would you call it? It's not like, I feel like it's like the second or third most (laughs) meth-like town of Michigan. I I think it ranked like third or sixth. Oh, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised either. Probably after Muskegon. I think Muskegon Heights is pretty high up on that one. Oh, so um, Allegan County, that is the meth capital of Michigan. (laughs) We got them all here in the West. In the Midwest. (laughs) (laughs) Do not represent. Okay, so back to Sparta. Some fucked up shit went on. The in meth there. suburb. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the meth. Thank you. The meth suburb of Michigan. So this happened in the 90s. Ooh, the satanic panic was strong in that era. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we are going to start off in late April 1996, 17-year-old. David Lee Crawford was walking along some railroad tracks near the Sparta Airport in Michigan. And he was known to be a gentle and artistic boy who aspired to be a Disney illustrator. Oh, wow. That's amazing. However, he also was going through some rough times at that point in life. Okay. For the past three years, he had been staying at Wedgwood Acres, which is a private Christian-based residential center in that it specialized in treating teenagers with emotional problems. So, I mean, that was like the description from his parents. Gentle, artistic soul who wanted to be a Disney illustrator. Like, Uh. he probably just had like a lot of like really deep-rooted feelings and passions because I feel like that's what a lot of artists feel. Oh, yeah. That creative mind, it just, it traps you in your own loop sometimes. It sure does. Yeah, so once again, for those who are unfamiliar with the area, the meth suburb of Michigan, the center that he was staying at was located in suburban Grand Rapids, which was 22 miles away. Allegedly, David had disappeared from the center that day, and if he walked to Sparta Airport, it would be roughly a seven-hour walk. Oh, wow. So that is what really makes me interested in this, like, what happened? Like, was he running away from the center? Was he going to the airport? There's not a lot of details. So interesting. We're that's, going to fill in the blanks here. Of that's a pretty long walk. Speculations. Did you say it was in the winter time? Um, this is in April. Not in the winter time. So, but it could have been time. Yeah, it could have been winter that you April know, day. You literally, <laughs> never know with Michigan. <laughs> that's a long way. Yeah. Okay. There must have been some kind of good reason for it. So David was walking along some railroad tracks and may or may not have been smoking a cigarette, which prompted a conversation with 16-year-old Federico Cruz, who had been following closely behind David. 
Cruz was a real fucking gem, let me tell you. He was a high school dropout with a litany of offenses he committed as a child, including but not limited to poisoning a carton of milk, arson, theft, sexually inappropriate behavior with relatives, as well as animal torture. Ah, all of that. Ew. Real fucking gem. Oh, wow. That's... Mm. 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 Hashtag pure Sparta, Michigan. Don't fuck with animals. Sorry, Sparta. Don't fuck with animals. No. Don't fuck with cats. Don't do it. Don't fuck with anything. Don't fuck with people. No. Or your relatives. Come on. No. God, no. (sighs) Yeah. So after a traumatic event, which we will talk about in a little bit, Cruz went down a very, very dark path and fell into a bad crowd, started doing drugs, became a follower of Satan, and even believed he could communicate with demons. Okay. Okay. That's a vibe. That is a vibe. So Cruz had been following David on the railroad tracks near Sparta Airport and asked David if he could bum a cigarette, to which David may or may not have given him one. They started talking, and Cruz offered to show David some marijuana plants that were growing in the woods nearby. You want to come? Mm, check out my weed plant. Check out my weed plants. And David agreed, and Cruz led him further into a wooded area. David stumbled and accidentally stepped on one of the plants, and Cruz flew into a complete rage. Um, those are little babies. Don't step on the baby plants. Yes, that 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 is true. But also, if you were growing marijuana plants, like why would you do that completely out in the open? You know, like why wouldn't you have fencing? Why wouldn't you have some kind of protection? I mean, I know it's like 96 and at this point in time. It's super illegal. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, you're not going to put like flashing lights like, <laughs> caution, caution, my baby marijuana plants are growing here. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to do that. Um, but, yeah. Either way, it's just a very, very sketchy situation. It definitely sounds like a sketchy situation. And I mean, he was going through, you know, he was going through some stuff. He was probably like not even expecting to like run in or even talk to someone at this point in time. So he's in his own world, I'm sure. And, you know, maybe he wasn't watching where he was walking. And then boom, then this happened. And then this next part happened, which he struck David in the head, knocking him down. Cruz then kicked him in the head several times and then stepped on his throat, which crushed David's windpipe. Oh, my God. And therefore suffocated him. Oh, my God. That's way too far. Yeah. Dude. What the fuck? Yeah, like stepped on a marijuana plant, but like he stepped on his fucking throat, his windpipe. He crushed it. Um, so he suffocated and, and died? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So if you can imagine that kind of death. Like he Ugh. stepped on his windpipe, it crushed out all of the air. Uh uh. Yeah, that's but, that's yeah. a bit that's a bit far for rage. Ooh. Maybe he might have an anger problem. So 10 hours later, Cruz returned to the scene and attempted to cut out David's heart and spinal cord after the murder. Oh, now that is a whole different level of fucked up. What the fuck? Yeah. So he believed that in doing so, that it would grant him supernatural powers. And he failed. But he succeeded in cutting off David's head, which he wanted to have as a real human skull for decorative purposes. (laughs) No. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? He wanted a real human skull. He couldn't go to Spirit Halloween or anything. He couldn't wait. It was April and he needed one then and there. And 
he's psychotic. He's fucking crazy. Yep. And he just wanted one that was gen. Like, what? <laughs> Couldn't even get like an archeo- archaeological skull. <laughs> Find something on eBay. Like, dude. I think eBay existed in the nineties, mm, late nineties. Yeah, maybe? yeah. Oh yeah, it did. I'm sure yeah. it did. Ninety six. Yeah. I mean, he'd have to go through like some AOL dial up, but I'm sure that you know eventually <laughs> he could get there. But oh my god, yeah, he wanted it done and there. Yeah, he he needs some help. It gets much worse. Oh, and yeah. Oh yeah. He propped David's mutilated body against the tree, and took the severed head back to his house. Once he got home, Cruz went into his bedroom and proceeded to dissect the head. He set up a video camera and started filming himself. Ooh. The video showed Cruz mutilating the head with a butcher knife as loud music plays in the background. He also provided commentary during the mutilation and referred to it as the, quote, another fucking episode of the murder show. Unquote. He thinks he's so metal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm boiling with rage right now as I'm reading this, so we're just going to continue. Cruz filmed himself talking to the head, which he named Eddie. But why? Apparently, there was a theory somewhere that there is a band that has a mascot named Eddie. And the theory is that he named, like, he was probably listening to that music at that point in time and nicknamed the head Eddie, which was, like, the band's mascot. If somebody happens to know the band, let us know. My bad. I'm drawing a blank. That was it. Well, That's that, at least a theory. That is... That is something special. Not in a good way special, though. Mm-mm. Very bad special. Uh, Cruz showed this head to a group of friends, and one of the friends came forward and told Cruz's father, Jose Cruz, that his son committed a murder and videotaped it. And he said, let's, we need to turn you in because that's fucking wrong. Yeah. So after learning about the horrendous acts committed by his own son in his own fucking home, Jose Cruz contacted Sparta police on April 29, 1996. Yeah, good dad. Good Sorry, um, Good your kid is definitely your kid, but they need to pay for what they've done. So. Absolutely. I hate it I'm when really there's glad par- to hear that. Yeah, I hate it when there is parents that just try to cover it up. Like, they just are going through some problems right now. You know, they're just a little off. Maybe we can, you know, pull insanity on this case or something like that. Plead insanity. No. Yes, like your your son is Well, he could do all of and, that, but, you know, there's no need to cover it up. It's very evident. <laughs> it's very evident. But you know that there's some parents out there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we'll cover them. <laughs> Hate them. Hate them. Okay, so the Ken County Sheriff's Department searched the cruise home on Schultz Street east of Alpine Avenue Northwest. Just outside the home, they found a white plastic bag. Inside it was David's severed head wrapped in plastic. And after discovering this evidence, deputies spoke with Federico Cruz in the basement of his home for about 90 minutes. Cruz confessed he did not know the victim and did it to please Satan. (sighs) Yeah, he confessed that he just wanted a real human skull to use as decoration. And... 
at this point in time, he was also said to only show remorse for a matter of seconds. And after that interview with the police in his basement, he led them into the woods. Yeah, so a fake remorse is what that sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, he was putting on an act for sure. But what happened out in the woods? So he led them out into like a swampy, wooded area. Okay. And that is where they found the body propped up against a tree. To their horror, there was 17 stab wounds in the chest and back area and a gaping area in the lower chest and abdomen area. The wounds were inflicted after David was dead. Wow. Yeah, that proves mutilation. Yeah, the mutilation of the body, trying to, like, rip out the spinal column and the heart. He tried to rip out his spinal column? Like, that is just... Why? I don't even know if that's possible. To rip out a spinal column? Yeah. Like, from the front? Because that's, like, what connects your skull to all of your limbs and... All your bones. I'm not getting a good image right now. I did not want that image, and I'm getting it right now. Okay, sorry. Um, (laughs) I was just like thinking of ways to like rip out a human. Oh my god, I'm sorry. You tell me things like that, and I just imagine how that could be possible. And (laughs) clearly, he failed because that's not. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a thing. Oh, so yeah, the police said. No, you are arrested, sir. They yes. arrested him. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is very correct. They arrested him and they jailed him without bond. In subsequent interviews, Cruz said he heard voices coming out of a poster in his room to go kill. Oh, like the poster was speaking to him? So I think this goes back to that music theory that... This poster could have been one of the bands that he admired, perhaps. So did he have some kind of, like, delusions where... I think so. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it was saying, like, go kill, please, Satan. <sighs> okay, yeah. music doesn't do that. That's your mind. <laughs> that That's is definitely yeah. your mind doing that. Oh, wait, yeah. Do you remember those back in, like, the early 2000s? There are subliminal messages in... Playing music backwards. Oh, yeah. There's all sorts of theories about that. And it's just like, Illuminati, please, please, (laughs) Satan. (laughs) And like weird backwards. Uh Uh-huh. Verbiage, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was just his mind all the fucking time. Kind of sounds like it was. It sure does. He also said that he heard voices in jail telling him to kill himself and others. So he was definitely hearing voices. He was definitely hearing voices. Okay. At trial, his attorney launched a insanity defense, but the jury didn't buy it. Because it turned out that the video footage of the mutilation was so disturbing that it wasn't even shown to the jury. That's, I'm glad that they didn't subject those people to that disgusting image. Oh, God, no. The jury's just like, um, yeah, we are going to take your word for this and fuck this guy, uh, yep. jail him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The judge on this case, Lieber, said that upon rewatching the footage, Cruz said the only thing that he regretted was his choice in background music. <sighs> okay. All right. Well, you didn't get insanity, so you're getting the full sentence, right? Just I hope they didn't try him as a minor. He could be like tried as a full adult for this. So 
In December of 1997, Cruz was convicted and was the youngest person ever in the state of Michigan to be given a life sentence in prison. I'm glad that they sentenced him for life because he is clearly a danger to society where he has no remorse. He's going to do that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And is still like, oh, I still want to kill people. Just no shame. (laughs) I mean, that's a solid decision to make, like for a 16 year old to say, like, this is life in prison. So the judge was very, very firm on that decision. And he said, no, this guy is not getting out of here. Hell no. Good. But then in 2012, the U.S. Supreme Court struck down mandatory life sentences for juveniles. Basically, this meant that juveniles could not be sentenced to mandatory life in prison without the possibility of parole. The ruling meant that 367 Michigan prisoners serving life sentences without the opportunity of parole from a juvenile conviction would be eligible for resentencing. Okay. Yeah. So now as a minimum, juveniles could only face 25 to 40 years in a maximum term of no more than 60 years. Well, we can see what happens at the resentencing, right? The cases would have to be fought very, very hard. Like, they'd have to have a very firm decision of, like, this is why we need life in prison for this dude. Yeah. So that means on every side, there'd be a lot of fighting between, like, the defense attorney and the people that are saying, like, no, this guy is staying in prison. Not even 60 years, not 25, not 40. No. Life. life For life. Yeah. So that was a huge fucking deal. And there was a lot of drama in this case and a lot that I had to cut out. So if there's any questions that you have, let me know. I'll tell you the drama. (laughs) It was fucked up. It was so fucked up. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. So in 2016, the Kent County Prosecutor's Office filed their motions to impose no parole sentences on 13 defendants serving life terms for murders committed as teens. So just 13. Just 13 of them. What happened to the rest of them? I don't know. I didn't look into them. I mostly looked at Cruz. I was mostly okay. like, okay, yeah. what, what's what's going on with him? Um, so he was at the top of the list here. Oh, He was yeah. at the top of the fucking list here. Sounds like he made it. Yep. He definitely deserved that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he made it to the top of the list, according to Kent County Prosecutor Chris Becker. The crime, from his words, was about... As horrific as it could possibly get. Yeah, pretty much. For the trial, Cruz took the stand for his resentencing on Monday, November 5th, 2018, and talked about his childhood. He claimed that he went down a horrible life path after he was molested by a cousin at the age of 10. Okay. Which, okay, like, that's That's horrible. That's horrible. That sucks. Yeah. So getting into it a little bit more. Cruz said he felt disgusted with himself and felt dirty. He thought that by doing violent and crazy stuff, he'd be more of a man. So he got caught up in a bad crowd during his teens, started experimenting with drugs, and became a follower of Satan. Uh Uh-huh. And that, yeah, that definitely led down a very not good path. Yeah, like it it happens for some people. Like some things are very traumatic that, I mean, if you become a follower of Satan, like, I mean— I personally accept all religions, like, just as long as you don't fucking kill people. Right. That's, like, my main motto here. Pretty much. It's just as long as you love people, I don't care what your religion is. Right. 
it doesn't matter as long as you're not hurting anybody else. Exactly. But he did hurt somebody else. And it's not like a satanic religion that says to do that. That's No, there's yeah. not. I know a little bit about Satanism. I had a friend who was into it, and it is nothing like that at all. Exactly. That's like another thing that felt really strange about covering this topic because I personally, like like I said, support every single religion. I believe in many gods. That's just me. Love your god. Listeners, whatever god you support. Whatever works for you, man. Support it. Yeah. Yeah. Religion is a wonderful and beautiful thing. And even that with Satanism as well. There is some very beautiful undertones that one can find in every single religion. Mm -hmm. It just gives you a purpose of life and living and to continue to do. Yeah. Like a sense of community, you know, all sorts of things. Yeah. It sets you on your path. Yeah. I think one of them of Satanism was the belief of being your own God. Yeah. Where you are responsible for everything that you do. So good and bad. Personally, yeah. Personally, I back that because we are individuals and every single thing that I do has a consequence or has an impact on the world. You could even tie that to an environmental standpoint as well. Oh, definitely. So I look at religion more so as philosophy. Yeah. That's a really cool way to look at it. I love it. It just really pisses me off that a lot of times there's different religions and this goes for every single religion. Like it just gets dragged in the dirt. Like one person is bad in this religion. So that makes all of them bad. That's not fair. That's not fair at all. No. So same goes for Satanism. So, you know, he fell down a life path. Okay. Let's, I guess, hear him out. After the murder of David Crawford, he was too afraid to tell his parents because he didn't want to be considered a sissy. At the time of the horrific murder, Cruz said he had no remorse. And remembering that the only regret that he had was his choice in background music. Yeah. No, that is, uh, what's the word? Hmm. Hmm. What's the word there? Fucked up? It's fucked up. It's, uh, the word is... When you have no guilty conscience. Sociopath? Sociopath. Yeah. Sociopath. That's what we're looking for. I genuinely <laughs> draw a <the> blank. <laughs> he is a sociopath. <laughs> That's the one. That's the That's one. That's exactly what that means. He's a fucking sociopath. <laughs> You're not even a Satanist. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> But after being sentenced to life in prison without parole, he talked about how his outlook on life changed. Hmm. With David Crawford's parents present during the hearing, Cruz addressed them and said, quote, I took something from them that I could never give back. Memories. I stole it from them. They didn't deserve it. But I was a coward when I was a kid. It's horrible. It's the worst feeling in the whole world, knowing I did that. Knowing I took so much from them, that family, so much from a mother. Mm, Yeah, that is. Well, he definitely sounds like he has a different mindset at this point. You know, people change, but that was really fucked up as a kid. Oh, definitely. And some of the things of how he has, like, when you say that he has changed as an adult, we're about to get into a little bit more things he also did while he was in prison. Ooh, let's talk about... To show that character development or... Oh, yeah. Let's paint Antagonist development. (laughs) Okay. So, Rodenhouse, his defense attorney, asked for Cruz's sentence to be reduced to a number of years rather than serve life in prison. He also argued that Cruz was not the same person 
as he was at the time he committed the murders. Apparently, Cruz, now 30, has been rehabilitated and is working towards getting a degree in ministry from Calvin College. Huh. Teaches alternate dispute resolution techniques to other prisoners. Huh. And he also donates to feed the children. Money or time or... He... Uh, I don't know if you have anything to donate when you're a prisoner. Yeah, I think that it also said in some of those articles that I was reading that he worked multiple jobs also while in prison. I don't know what I don't. Huh. I personally don't know about that. Like, what well, kind that's of some jobs interesting that opportunities even? for prisoners? I mean, if you can get jobs, that's great. Yeah, but that's also even more so interesting that if you do have a job to donate that money to feed the children, like. It just makes me wonder. It really makes me wonder, like, his true intention there. Well, sounds like he's really trying to give back. Is he really trying to give back, or is he really trying to get out? Could be one or both. Mm, yeah, that's what's really difficult about these things. I think there's a show on Netflix that is about prisoners that have been on death row. Oh, I've seen one episode. It freaked me out. Yeah, I really, yeah, I like, I like those, but there's... Some that are talking about changing those life sentences for prisoners or giving the audience opportunity, like, where we're the jury and just saying, like, is this murder justified? I remember one of them, it was a assisted suicide. And she was claiming her boyfriend was so depressed and he was, like, begging her, kill me. Like, I want to die by your hands type of deal. Ooh, that's yeah. a tricky one. That's a very tricky one. And yeah. so, like, a lot of those, like, they made you think. Yeah, well, this, like, well, think yeah. about it this way. He was 16. What was your mindset when you were 16? What's some of the fucked up shit that you did when you were 16 that you would definitely not feel good about today? Like your brain is not fully yeah. developed at that point in your in that age. Like he did some horrific, unforgivable things. But you do develop beyond that age. Like you I do, think for males, yeah. like it's probably like 20s by 30. Yeah. Even, that's true. You know, like and this there's... is their first juvenile case too. So this is also very interesting to talk about. Yeah. That yes, I fully do support that your brain is not fully developed in that point in time. And there's a lot of room for changing to happen within yes. that time span. So I'm curious. I feel like it's an open it can be an open discussion. So but mm. that would be really hard for a population to let somebody back into society that did something like that that would mm -hmm. it's like okay you killed someone because you got mad and your and brain he didn't isn't developed. just kill somebody he, he didn't just kill somebody you're right yeah he went way far beyond what anybody could imagine you know of mutilating the body and the, yeah there's a series of steps there it's like okay yeah. what you did you murdered someone that's fucked up that's fucked up level number one mutilate the body that's number two Taking number, the head, trying number to just three like keep is like skull, cutting off like, the head and taking it back to your house. You're exceeding to step number five at this point, and the fact that you're recording it and you're showing it to your friends, you have you, my friend, have just reached fucked up level number ten. Yeah, life like, sentence in prison. It's like fully on there. <laughs> like, please present your case. We are very curious. <laughs> yeah. So, what else did he do in his uh, in his time? So he became a minister. He tried to donate all of these things. So that's interesting that he went to, like, ministry studies after being, you know, immersed in satanic uh, kind of culture or religion at that point. So he's kind of swinging back to 
a different side towards Christianity or Catholicism. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. which. That's but. Yeah, both, either or. One of those two. The prosecutor, Chris Becker, agreed that Cruz has shown progress based on his testimony, but said he doesn't deserve to get out, to ever get out. He said, quote, he's taken classes, he hasn't been depraved as he was earlier, but you're setting the bar low. He had nowhere else to go but up, yeah. unquote. That's true. I mean, it's really great that he is doing all of these things, but yeah, to to let him go free, I don't, I don't see that happening. I don't see anybody being really okay with that. I mean, maybe him, but... <laughs> Better not take chances. No. You don't want to take that chance at all. Yeah, we've learned in a lot of cases before, like, something that happens and they get, it, like, you know. So yeah, like our first case. If you refer back to our first episode at right. the very end, some of those cases. Yeah, back into uh, Hell's Bridge where one man mm -hmm. was um, convicted of rape and then let free years later and then did it again immediately. Like, mm -hmm. we can't yeah. let that happen. No, no. Even, yeah, it's been, what, 20-some years at this point that he's been in jail? Yeah, this was 1996, and he was retried in 2016 to 18. In prison, yeah. 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 Um, for what he did, 20 years is not, not even close. I mean, no, no. it is amazing that he's taking these different approaches on life and learning all of the things that he's learning, but... Yeah, you did a real bad thing. It's not coming back. No. No. So try again in 20 more years, and then we'll give you 20 more years after that. <laughs> <laughs> For this episode, I kind of wanted to tack on something that was really fucked up. I mean, it has, like, nothing to do with this case because we're just kind of basing this off of, like, fucked up things like ripping out hearts of just living beings. And so there was a couple of years ago where Chris and I, we went to just the park. And as we were walking down the tracks, there was this, I'm going to give a trigger warning for people for, you know, animal abuse here. Trigger warning. Okay. As we were walking down the tracks, there was a burnt deer carcass that was laying right there on the center of the tracks. Wow. A so burnt, like it was charred. Were was you like in some kind of rural area? Kentwood. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Kentwood. Suburban area. Yeah. There's just a random burnt deer carcass on the train tracks. Yeah. Wow. And this is like also on the borderline of Cutlerville too. Was it, did it look like it could have been like a hunter or... Something like that, perhaps? So, <laughs> um, why would people hunt out in suburbia, for one? <laughs> just, just like, I just want to pose that question for, like, one minute. There's probably hunting grounds, like, in the nearby... No, no. Areas. No, it was, it was a local park. Okay, well, definitely not there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm all I'm saying is that there's a lot of hunting grounds in Michigan, and it's a really popular thing for people to go deer hunting. So that's because like... you think of Michigan, you think of all the forests, the trees. Right. And, yeah, national forests that mm -hmm. are here. It's, you're right. There's yeah, like, plenty. There's plenty of hunting grounds in Sparta, and that's only 20 minutes from downtown. Yes. So, so just to describe this but area. But Kentwood is not like that. Kentwood is, no, it's a complete suburban area. 
So we're walking down these train tracks. We see a burnt deer carcass. Okay, this is already really fucked up. Yeah, that's fucked up. So we go over to a highway overpass. And for one, there is a graffiti thing over by the overpass that Chris had seen it before. This time around, what we were about to see is just so fucked up that like I did not find that graffiti that he was talking about. It said, do not enter, do not leave. And there is a hole. A hole in the cement? Yeah, a hole in the cement or just like some kind of like concave area almost. Yeah. Do not enter. Do not leave. That's weird. Yeah, we were going to try to find that, but then we decided to climb up the highway overpass. And this is where it gets really fucking okay. What happened? What did you see? So we're walking and all of a sudden I get this like very deep feeling of dread. Uh Uh-huh. And it was like a not very welcoming presence and like we should turn back. Ooh. And then I can't even describe the smell. I can't describe the smell. It was like rotting. I heard flies and we got further and further. And like it was so bad that like I felt like I was going to throw up at that point in time or just I don't know. I, I just we kept going And we looked down because we're on the top of this highway overpass. I'm very bad at in terms of feet. Just think of a bridge and it's like at the bottom of the bridge. But it was enough to see that there was another deer and you could clearly see that it had been mutilated and its heart had been ripped out. Oh my God. You can, so it was close enough to see that detail and, you know, smell it, but like also not close enough to be like, oh my God, like I see maggots and everything because clearly... It was, yeah, it was decomposing and Ooh. its heart was missing. Wait, and how do you know? Because its heart was ripped out of its chest. Oh. So I was able to see that much. Okay. It was clearly the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. That is, that is wicked. Very. And I tried deep, deep, deep surfing into the web of Reddit of anything. Did it look like it was possible an animal could have done it? But it was like meticulously placed on the center of the tracks because I had a few theories. It was an Mm -hmm. animal, but like what animal just clearly like rips like into the chest of something. I don't know. Like clearly into the chest. No other cuts anywhere else, just the chest. Interesting. And then it's like, is it a train? Well, wouldn't it be like a little bit more like bloody or like, you know, wouldn't there be like more, you know, guts like from that impact? And it would also have to be an animal strong enough to drag a deer carcass. Absolutely. There was no blood trail or anything. It was just like meticulously placed on the tracks with its heart cut out. Wow. And then we just noped the fuck out of there after Uh, that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So here's like another theory. It was also on the outskirts of a trailer park. No hate on anybody that lives in trailers. I... Literally lived in like an aluminum an aluminum camper van, my childhood. What's the, what's your theory? What's my theory? I think someone was like really just fucked up, and they just cut out a deer's fucking heart for what they thought was some kind of black magic. Huh. Yikes. Perhaps some cultist shit. I tried searching everything that I could on cultist shit in Michigan. There's not a lot because if there is, the news isn't really going to cover that, you yeah, know? That makes sense. It's going to be like 
super hush. Wow. On that what level. a vision. What a thing to find at the park. I think you told me once, was this like your first date? No. My first date with Chris, uh, we went and we got coffee and I saw a roadkill on the side of the road. And at this point in time, like I was, I just don't want people thinking I'm some like sadistic freak. I find like, I don't know, just like this very morbid beauty in dead things and in trash and just like the gross things in life because it's the things that people overlook. Wait, so what did you see? Roadkill. And I was telling him that it was beautiful. (laughs) And, you know, I was like thinking like, okay, this is literally like my first uh, match on an online dating app too. So I'm just going to make sure that he's not a killer. So if I just like puff up, look really big and try to act scarier, you know, (laughs) (laughs) then maybe like if they are a killer, they'll be like, okay, bye. Not going to hurt this one. Yeah. So that's usually like my go-to like on those types of like meetings. Like if you just act your complete self, but maybe amp it up a few notches so that you're (laughs) almost borderline crazy, but you obviously know you're not, then people will always... They weed themselves out? Yeah, they'll weed themselves out. And like the very brave will stay and then they'll realize that you're actually like normal and that it was just like a defense mechanism. (laughs) I like your tactics. I think I taught you this like (laughs) when, when when you were entering the single life. Oh, and I yeah. was just like, if you act crazy, like you. Right? <laughs> she was just like, Stephanie, you could put a picture of Karen up as your profile, my creepy mummy. <laughs> it would be a really good dating profile. That would be hilarious. I don't know if anybody would accept that. Be That'd be interesting. I did not try the online dating thing. It was just not for me. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I knew that I was getting into some dangerous waters, but now we've been together for, for four plus years. So yeah. So it worked. <laughs> it, it worked. <laughs> you made it through seeing deer carcasses and really messed up stuff. Yeah. Just out for a walk. Exactly. So we can get through anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah. So just pro dating tip for anybody out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just be full of yourself. Mm-hmm. Embrace the weird. Always embrace the weird. Always. Normal is honestly boring. I, I don't, yeah, normal's not cool. It's boring. No, be your individual self, whatever that is. Your wonderful, individual, beautiful self. Yes, and don't don't do what that guy did. Don't do that stuff though. Yeah, be your, be your individual self and don't hurt people or animals or animals or just get into like really I don't know hmm yeah none of that hmm yeah just hmm yeah we're just gonna not go there we're just gonna say if you guys like the content then you can go right on down to Instagram and Facebook and see some of the supporting photos and content and all that extra good stuff. Yeah, find all the extra stuff. And if you have any listener tales that you want to share with us, we would love to maybe cover some of them. So email us at yourspookyneighbors at gmail.com. Yeah, all of that. All of the at sign, your spooky neighbors. That's what we are. We're That's here what for we it. cover. <laughs> all that stuff. And make sure you come on back next week and you crack a cold one with your spooky neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you next time, guys. 